Hello, friends. Welcome back to the rest of the sermon, Confessions of a Pastor. It's great to have you here. We are in the beginning stages of a new series here at church and a series that I am carrying over and talking about here on this podcast. It's a series entitled Reclaiming Jesus, and it's something that I feel pretty passionate about, something that I think is needed in our day and time. And so we spent last week thinking about the question, uh, who is your neighbor? Uh, and this week we we piggybacked on that question a little bit and 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 talked about the image question. And, and here's what I mean about the image question. I want to say a, a, a phrase to you uh, and and just let you think for a minute about what that phrase means to you. If I said the words "imago dei," what does that phrase mean to you? First, it's important to make sure you know what imago dei means, what the translation is. And what it, what it means most directly is image of God. It's this idea, this concept, that we are all created in the image of God. And as I laid out in the sermon, and by the way, if you haven't had a chance to, to worship with us or to uh, hear or see that message, uh, you can follow the link that will be in the show notes. Uh, and if you do that, when you, when you hear it, you'll, you'll hear... Uh, this description of Jesus in the beginning of the Gospel of John. Uh, and it's one that you're probably familiar with. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. And it goes on to talk about uh, the creation, the beginning of creation, and how Jesus basically was there. Uh, and, and that gets confirmed in some ways if we look at Genesis at the towards the the uh, the mid twenties uh, of chapter one. I think it's 20, uh, 26 and twenty seven. We see that that um, God says we're going to create humankind in our image, and so man and woman were created in the image of God and in our image. That's the language that's used in Scripture, and so we. We have this then connection between the beginning of time, between the beginning of creation and Jesus. And that's significant. It's significant because of who and what Jesus was and is. Who Jesus was as he was walking around on the earth, the message that he brought, the, the message that he taught to others. The fact that he was there in the beginning, the fact that he was a part of creating humankind is significant. And so then we're left with this connection of being created in the image of God and seeing God in the flesh. Now, now we haven't uh, ourselves seen God in the flesh, but there are those who have, who have seen and interacted with and learned from this Messiah, have learned from Jesus. And so as we begin asking questions then about the importance of being created in the image of God, it's important for us to recognize that we are all created in the image of God. And what that means, that means that, that all of a sudden our ability uh, to pass judgment on someone is moot. Because the, the reality is, if I'm passing judgment on someone or declaring myself somehow more holy than someone else or more righteous than someone else, I am inevitably declaring myself better than, than someone created in the image of God. Do you see the problem with that statement? Beyond the fact that we, we all know that we're not perfect, we all know that we all make mistakes, and so what grounds do I have to make some kind of claim that I'm better than someone else. But this image question, this image question is so important. 
In the sermon, I talk a lot about these boxes that we put people in. And I make the argument that I think we do the same thing with God. And I want to unpack that just for a a couple minutes here. Because I think it's important to recognize that we are fine as long as God meets our standard. We are fine as long as God agrees with our theology. The moment that gets questioned, the moment someone posits a possibility that my theology is incorrect... All of a sudden, I'm uncomfortable with that God. And I, I, I separate it that way. I say, that's not the God I believe in, right? Have you ever made that statement? That's not the Jesus I believe in. It's interesting that we find ourselves in, in a position where we think that's our call to make. I'm, I'm learning or I'm, I'm thinking about how this, this idea of reclaiming Jesus really is in some ways a, a call for each of us to let go of this rigid theology that we have created, this God in a box that we have created to make ourselves feel better, to make ourselves feel more comfortable, to make ourselves feel righteous, to make ourselves forget all the ways that we fall short. And so when we start to wrestle with this image question, this question of who's created in the image of God, and of course the answer, if you believe in Scripture, is we all are. Paul captures this uh, this thought and this teaching of Christ pretty well. Uh, the, the most popular place we see this is in Galatians in chapter 3, uh, where he says, I believe it's the 28th verse, he says, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither male nor female, for we're all created there equally. We're all created in the image of God. And, and for us, I would push that further. Uh, considering where we are today, November 4th, uh, the day after Election Day, obviously at this point uh, it's it's 3.50 in the afternoon uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time and, and no president has been declared. There are paths and there's all kinds of stuff if you really want to get it. So we, we, could, we could push that neither slave nor free, neither Republican nor Democrat. Uh, I, I talk about on Sunday neither gay or straight. There's all these things we use to divide ourselves. We use to make tribes. We use to prop ourselves up and to push someone else down. And I think the reality is we have to become comfortable with the fact that when we are pushing someone down, we are pushing down the very essence, the very nature of God. And what does that say about us? And so if we're going to begin this process of truly reclaiming Jesus, it has to start in the beginning. It has to start with the recognition of, I am called to love my neighbor and my neighbor is anyone. Not the people that look like me, not the people that act like me, not the people that believe like me, not the people that have a culture like me. My neighbor is anyone. Why is my neighbor anyone? My neighbor is anyone because we are all created by God and in the image of God. We're all created by God and in the image of God. And if I hold that to be true, if I hold that to be true, then how, how can I create the divisions that we see over and over and over in our society? We put up walls, We put up boundaries. 
we cast people out. Whether we want to admit it or not, we oppress. We push people down. We push people away. We step on people's backs to get ahead. Why? What drives us to do this? When we have a firm calling from God to love. Why is it that our natural inclination, it seems at least, is to do the opposite? There's a lot that could be said about that. I I today, I guess more than anything, just wanted to ask the questions to get you thinking about it. To get you wondering about it. Maybe to raise your awareness, to make you think about it. And then to, to push us forward to say, we spend so much time trying to play God. Think about that just for a minute. We spend so much time trying to be God. Trying to dictate what is right, what is wrong, what is okay, what is not okay, what is theologically acceptable, what isn't theologically acceptable, what does this passage mean versus this passage. And, and believe me, I think that interpretation, I think that study, I think, that, I think all of those things are important. But I think we have to recognize that it's all part of a process, right? It's all part of a journey that each of us are on. And all too often, we get so rigid around uh, the, the, the conclusions that we make that we will cast out any that don't believe the same that we do. How many people have been cast out of a church? How many churches have split? How many difficult conversations have happened because we've been unwilling to truly just listen? And to, to recognize that it's not my job to say you're right or you're wrong. It's my job to create enough space that we can coexist. It's my job using an example that we've said and used before, and using an example that I think Christ believed in heavily. It's my job to create room at the table, to invite you to come and sit, or to accept the invitation to sit at yours. Because ultimately it's at the table where we meet God. So why is it important that we are created in the image of God? Why is it important to recognize that we are all created in the image of God? That neither slave nor free, neither Jew nor Greek, neither Republican nor Democrat, neither American nor Russian, neither Christian nor Muslim, neither straight nor gay, that we are all created in the image of God. That's important. It's important because it calls us to something greater. I closed on Sunday with uh, something that that um, I've taken to heart over the years. It was something my, my wife's uncle used to say a lot. He was a, a pastor. He was an evangelist. He was also a golfer, uh, a good golfer at that. And he would say, uh, let God be God and you be love. And I've thought on that in my ministry quite a bit. I've leaned on that in my ministry, and I've even started closing out emails with that at times. Let God be God and you be love. In other words, let God worry about all this stuff that we, we try to figure out, we try to solve, and, it, and then in so doing, it distracts us from the one thing that God has called us to do. It prevents us from doing the one thing that God has called us to do, and I think God knew that. 
God knew that's what the result would be, and that's why Jesus came, and that's why Jesus said, look, I'm going to show you that there is another way. I'm going to show you that there is an existence where you all work together. You don't, you don't step on the backs of others to try to get ahead because what are you getting ahead for? That in this communal way, in this way of love, that we can all celebrate the goodness of God and God will sort it out. But we are called to love. That's the tangible thing that we can do. We are called to end things like racism and oppression. We are called to end things like uh, any type of any type of, of uh, I'm losing my, my, my train of thought. But ways that we, we, we separate each other, ways that we put people down. We're called to, to put an end to those things. And instead find ways to unite. Find ways to bring people together. Find ways to come around the table. So if there is anything I was going to hope that you would take from today... Again, in a time when we seem to be at a crossroads, in our country at least, where we seem to be at a crossroads, in my opinion, in the church, we have an opportunity. We can continue down the same path. That's the nature of a crossroads. We can keep going the way that we're going. And in my opinion, keep descending, keep tearing ourselves apart. Or we can choose a different route. And I believe that Jesus gave us an opportunity. Jesus gave us an example of what that other route could look like. And if we're going to be serious about reclaiming Christ, reclaiming Jesus, then we have to be serious about choosing another way. We have to be willing to open up our boxes, to let people out of the boxes we put them in, and most importantly, let God out of the box that we've put God in. And when we do that, then we're able to let God be God. And we, we can focus on being love. Thanks for joining me for the rest of the sermon. As always, if you have feedback, if you have comments or questions, you can send those to me at the rest of the sermon at gmail.com. Listen, I hope you've had a great week. Uh, I know that things have been stressful. Uh, we have an uptick in coronavirus cases, and, and it just, listen, the, the world seems very chaotic right now. And, and I get that. I understand that. It's chaotic for me, too. But I am finding rest, finding rest and peace and knowing who Jesus is, knowing who God is, and trying to let God handle the God stuff, which leaves me to wrestle with, how do I love others? And for me, that begins with one, knowing, recognizing we were all created in the image of God. And as such, everyone is my neighbor. And if I can get that, then it's really clear what it is I'm supposed to do. Hope you have a great week. Look forward to continuing this series with you next week. Until we meet again, God bless. And remember, let God be God. You be love. Peace.